Welcome to the City Life Lansing podcast. We hope this message empowers you to love life, love Jesus, love people, and dream more. You can connect with us at citylifelansing.com. You belong here. That was Love the City Week last year. Uh, man, so watching that, so many faces, many stories. Uh, goodness, you know, it's just so beautiful. I feel a wrestle when I see highlight videos many times because it's, it's what it is. It's a highlight, right? It's not the light. It's not doesn't show all the low lights. It doesn't show all the times when it's very difficult and all the work that goes into it. But it, it gives us inspiration. And too many times in our life, we see the highlight and we're comparing to someone else's highlight and we think that's what it's all like. And so here, here's, the, here's the point is Love the City Week is a week. It's not the thing. It's a thing we do, and it flows out of us being who God has made us to be, abiding, and that's why that video is cool to me because of the stories and the connections and what takes place when we just show up and we believe that God can use us and we go out and love people. I hope you'll be a part of Love the City Week, even if it's just for an hour or if it's for more um, you'll get more out of it than you think we give. God's always trying to do more in us than through us. I, I, I really believe that. Uh, so kudos to uh, those that are giving and being a part of that in just a couple weeks that's gonna kick off. My name is Jerome. If I haven't had a chance to meet you yet, I hope to sometime, but let's be honest, I might not. And, uh, but, but this is my way of introducing you because there's a lot of people and, and uh, <clears throat> I would love to, but there's a formal introduction. I'm married to an amazing wife and... Uh, we've been married 14 years. We've got five kids, and we planted City Life Lansing um, because we believe it was God's heartbeat, and it wasn't our story, but his story, what he wanted to do, and for all of us to connect together. Who here lives in Lansing? Has a Lansing address right here, Lansing address. So whoop, whoop, City Life Lansing. You know, we want, you have to pick a starting line, and so our starting line is Lansing. Um, but also here, who lives outside the city? You don't have a Lansing address. Don't have a Lansing address? It's okay. It's okay. You're judged fully, but no. I mean... <laughs> Look, not at all, and here's why. This message is for both parties. It's for us. And it doesn't matter where you're at. In fact, our church, we're part of an organization called ARC. And ARC has planted over 800 churches. And we, in the sequence and the time of history, were the 517th church plant we found out after we launched. So we have a birthmark. Out of 800 and plus churches, we are 517 ARC plant. And so it's the whole region. We've always believed that. And sometimes people have asked us, so if I don't live in Lansing, can I be a part of City Life Lansing? And the point is absolutely, because when we say Lansing, we mean Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, all the ends of the world. It's a starting place. We have to take care of the epicenter, the city that's in front of us, and bloom where we're planted. And the city's success will then just naturally populate into the whole region. That's how it works. I was in the sauna, and I've had a lot of amazing stories in the sauna. I've shared several of them here, and I, I was wondering, why am I having so many conversations in a sauna? Well, I think, one, you've got a captive audience. This is space and, and, and proximity. You're pretty close. Attire is very awkward, so I'm not going to go into that. But you get dudes that are just talking about all kinds of crazy stuff. Well, I'm at the back uh, locker room at, where I work out, and they have a, a sauna, and it's a tiny one. And I, before I go work out, I get in there. And just, you know, got my shorts and stuff on just to break a little sweat. And I, boom, enter a conversation that I didn't realize how cool it was going to be. And I hear this 
45-ish white dude, Sharon, he goes, man, you know the thing about them inner city kids? And I'm just sitting there like, rest, you know, we're like right here, thinking, huh, what's he going to say? He goes, they're just not resilient. I go, huh, how come? He goes, well, my son plays for Mason, and Mason just played Eastern, and Eastern just beat them by, I think, 40 or, or Mason just beat Eastern by 40, 50 points. I go, oh, interesting. He goes, yeah, I just don't think they're resilient. I said, well, that's pretty crazy because I played basketball at Mason, and I tutor at Lansing Eastern. He's like, oh, boy, (laughs) where are we going, you know? And I said, and some of those kids that are on the Eastern team, one of which we know when we showed up for tutoring, uh, he needed a ride home, and he lives in DeWitt in the trailer park, and it was several kids, and the oldest in the house is taking care of the house, which is 19, and moved up here from the south, and uh, Eastern was the only school they could really get into, and decided to play basketball just to have something constructive to do, really trying to change their life. So um, doesn't even have a ride to get home to do it every day, but figures out a way to get to practice and get to the team. I go, so I think we define resilience in a different way. And he was like, whoa, and kind of just dropped the mic and left. Because I had to go work out. It was hot. I didn't have time to expound. I say that because at some point I think this makes makes all of us uncomfortable because either we find ourselves getting checked like we're the guy that had some misconceptions or we find ourselves defending, you know, and I got to stick up for this. But what would it look like if we were just a part of the conversation to bring holistic healing because ignorance is all around and ignorance, it, it doesn't matter what color, what income bracket you're in. We, we all are ignorant in many areas. And that was a great opportunity to continue a conversation of what God wants to talk about, which is racial reconciliation, economic reconciliation, and cultural reconciliation. And we're going to look at uh, a story today um, in numbers, and we're going to look at how God views things, because here's why it's so important. How we tell the story matters. How we see things matter. Now, the story could be told because Whoever's normally telling the story, right, has the power to describe what, who the hero is, who the zero is. And if we were just talking basketball, Eastern got smacked. But if we were talking resilience in life, it's a whole nother conversation, really winning. And in fact, Eastern used to smack Mason when we played because there wasn't school of choice then. So people in the city... You had, if you lived in the city, you went to school in the city. But then once you could leave, maybe now you start playing. And then as you notice, like people start recruiting. People have gotten in trouble for recruiting to, for sports programs. And it's a pretty robust conversation. And, um, and hopefully you feel the tension. Genesis 1:31. And God saw everything that he made. And behold, it was very what? Good. It was very good. good. And there was evening and there was morning the sixth day. God saw everything he made, the story. How we see the story is very important. How we tell the story as followers of Jesus is super important. And in fact, we fast forward to the future. God gives us a picture of what the ending looks like. Revelation 21, verse one through five. And then I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. And this is not an excuse where we don't have to be aware of global warming. Recycling is good, being aware of our atmosphere, all that's good because we believe the one who made the earth, we're also stewarding as 
image bearers on the earth reflecting his quality and his nature and his benefit. But we also recognize that there will be a new earth and a new heavens. And one day God is coming back down. And I saw a holy what? A holy? A holy? City. New Jerusalem coming down from heaven from God prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. Oh, what a wedding day. The bride of Christ ready for the return of Jesus. Not just Jesus coming back, but Jesus coming back with a city. But for the Bible buffs, it begins all the way in a garden. How does it start in a garden? It starts in the farmland, but yet it ends in the city. Because God's always been into the new thing. He's the futuristic development person. He's the agent of another way all the time. He is creating, and he's still creative, and he's still calling today. It's fundamentally important because if we see the city as a product of the world's best, we're going to miss what God wants to do in the city. We love the city because the city is good. God created all things and the city has distortion. Well, so does farms because people are there and where people are, there's people sitting. But we, when we look at the city, we start to see that there's concentrations of people from all walks of life and God's most prized possession is not a building, is it? It's people. And so where people are most concentrated, it will only make most sense that, that God's presence would want to be dwell there, be populated there, all of the creativity of heaven. And so when we talk about love the city, this is fundamental, not optional. This is a normative view for any follower of Jesus. We can't have some tolerable view of the city. That means if you want to see how we see the city, what report we're given in the city, just go to lsj.com and check the comment section. Go into the Facebook page, WNL, you know, six, channel six, check the comment section and check some of our comment sections as we've talked and we've said things. And I'm convinced that in the right, it's a certain environment, we would find ourselves saying things we wish no one would ever know or quote. And that's just what we'd say. What would we think? What have we thought? But what does God think? This is where the, the, the starting line starts to change. And then we want the starting line to change for all people. And we look at things differently. And we want opportunity, equality, justice. And then we're realizing we're learning from people from all walks of life and different income brackets. If we find ourselves in a higher income or even in a higher position at our job, that doesn't mean that we have better ethics, and that doesn't mean that we're wiser. It simply doesn't mean that we're more godly. And that, that's challenging, because that requires some serious intentionality. Um, so eventually in the end, it says, I heard a loud voice in a throne saying, behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. This is the story that God is going to dwell with his people again. And he has through Jesus and here today. It's exciting. He will dwell with them and they will be his people and God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes and death shall be no more and neither shall there be mourning nor crying nor pain anymore for the former things have passed away. And he who is seated on the throne said, behold, I am making all things new. And he said this, write this down for these words are trustworthy and true. Jesus followers, here's the thing. We want to love the city, and we want to develop in the city. We want to see, and when I say the city, I'm also meaning all surrounding cities. We want to see the benefit of wherever we're at, regardless of result, because we know that our Lord will restore everything and make it better. 
And so when we get the opportunity, even if it's a coat of paint, we're doing that in the name of Jesus. Well, why are we doing that? We're not doing that because we think we can earn or we can prove or we can just show. It's just a natural byproduct that we know that our God created everything and it's good and we want to be restoring everywhere we go. We want to stand up for people. We want to give a voice to the voiceless. We want to help learn. We want to eat different types of food. And I know this is hard. I know this is challenging because it's so contrary to what is publicly on display. But the biases that are serving um, are, are the multitudes. Hear this. The biases that are serving the multitudes are leading many of us astray. And if we constantly think we're right, we're entering the conversation from the wrong angle. And so this is not going to be solved in Love the City series every year. In fact, this is a lifestyle. It's a way of life. It's caught more than taught. And yeah, so come on the journey. And that's what Love the City Week does. People come back, they're like, oh my goodness, we thought we were going to hand out bags. The next thing you know, we were in a conversation, and I learned this. or Because when you connect with people instead of separate, beautiful things happen. Who's telling the story matters, and how we see the story matters, how we see the city matters, how we see resilience matters. And I don't hold that against that guy. I actually see God's grace for him in such a way that now he's going to be able to have another uh, just evidence of, of God's grace for all people in any different setting. And that's what we all get the privilege to do. So we can take the bait and get angry. We can take the bait and even like defend, um, or we can be righteous, which is different. Uh, numbers 13. You guys still with me? Come and clap. There you go. Yeah, this is good. Someone texted me. Yeah, there we go. Double D. Don't get a pick from Double D. When he plays basketball, he will lay you out. Strongest pound-for-pound basketball player I've ever played against. Played with, too. Many championships we've won. Okay, a couple. (laughs) Numbers 13. This is a great story. Moses sent them out to spy the land of Canaan and said to them, go up into Egypt. Now, they had already known that God said that he was giving them the land. Go to the hill country and see what kind of land it is, whether the people who dwell in it are strong or weak, whether they are few or many, and whether the land that they dwell in is good or bad, and whether the cities that they dwell in are camps or strongholds. Now, reading this backdrop of the story in the Old Testament, Old Covenant, and New Testament, Testament, it's important to connect the two because as Jesus, when he bought and purchased everything, he said, all authority on heaven and earth has been given to me. And so go, therefore, and make disciples. Behold, I am with you always. And that's a fundamental meaning that every place we go is good again. So it's a little different than how they're looking at it. And look, um, as land or region is particularly sacred, but it is, it's very serious that land is sacred. So there's something beautiful because God's presence wants to dwell with people. Well, now that we are the temple, the presence of God, the Holy Spirit dwells among us and that we are now agents of this kingdom, uh, instituting ways that reflect him and show his beauty. And we stand up for each other and we listen, we learn, we love, we dive in the text. We're about reconciling. Oh, we're showing what he looks like. We're doing business differently. We're forgiven differently. But they're looking just from an aesthetic and internal standpoint that that, can they tank over the land? Is the land good or bad? And they're defining that by, you know, like what, what kind of goods do they have? 
And too often we're making the same mistake. When we look at people or we look at places or we look at what job, it's basically what can I get out of it? Is it good or is it bad? Well, when Jesus comes now and he set us free, it's good, y'all. So we go back to Genesis and we're rewriting that story and we're pointing to his future glory that he's coming back. Hopefully these are connecting. And whether the cities that they dwell in are in camps or strongholds and whether the land is rich or poor and whether there's trees or not and be of good courage and bring some fruit of the land. And then Numbers 13 dropping down 31. Then the men who had gone up with him said, we are not able to go against the people for they are stronger than we are. So they brought to the people of Israel a bad report of the land. How many bad reports have we heard about our land? Lansing, nothing good comes out of there. I can't wait to get out of Michigan. If we define good by external things, then sure, for sure, there's better places. But if we define it by people that we're present with or where we're planted, then there's no place better. The land, though, which we had gone to spy out is a land devours its inhabitants and all the people that we saw are of great height. Basically, they're saying there's no way we could take them, dudes. No way. But Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and occupy it for we are well able to overcome it. And he gives the, you know, the different, he gives a good report. And another, so the, the, two, the two crowds are fighting and, the, and as they give a good report, the other crowd doubles down in, in Numbers 14. Then all the congregation raised a loud cry and the people wept that night and all the people of Israel grumbled against Moses and Aaron. The whole congregation said to them, would we have died in the land of Egypt? Why would we would, had died in the wilderness? Why is the Lord bringing uh, us into this land to fall on the sword? Are you just taking us and setting us free so that we can die again, our wives and our little ones to become prey? Would it not be better for us to go back to Egypt? And then they said to one another, let us choose a leader and go back to Egypt. What they're saying is, we just, want safety, please. Didn't God set us free so we can be safe? This is one of the biggest mirages of of our day, especially in Jesus. And then Joshua, the son of Nun, and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, who were among those who had spied out the land, tore their clothes. They're so mad at the bad report. They're grieved by it because they know how good their God is. They know how big he is. They know how awesome his love is. They know how creative he is. They know how for he is jobs and for he is people. The congregation of the people of Israel, the land which we pass through to spy on it is exceedingly good land. If the Lord delights in us, he will bring us into the land and give it to us, a land that flows with milk and honey. Only do not rebel against the Lord and do not fear the people of the land for they are like bread to us. Their protection is removed from them and the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. Good leadership always leads us to be courageous in spite of fear. It does not lead us to places of safety. And that's hard. That's difficult. It's challenging for me. I remember when we first said yes to the call here, it was nine shootings in six days in Lansing. I don't know if you remember that summer. And it was, we live in Lansing. We were traveling, um, doing concerts all over the place. And it was kind of like enough's enough because I started to believe a, a voice that even though I live here, I don't have to 
like be totally about the change. Like we kind of about the change, but I don't have, in fact, I can kind of, people are telling me, why don't you go buy land outside so your land doesn't drop in, in, in resale value. And, and that's a strategic decision. And I had to repent because I knew God had saved me from the most broken, forgotten about places in the city. And he's so awesome. You know, we have the Love the City truck every Saturday on the corner of Jolly and Waverly. But that corner I was facing anywhere from like five to 15 years. And by the grace of God, I, it, 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 the case got thrown out. And by the grace of God, I'm here today. And I've always asked, I've asked him why, because other people have gotten sentenced to five to 10 to 15. And what, what would be that reason, God? Why would you even allow it to me? And, he, and he's responded many times. You've been bought with a high price. You don't get to decide how I use you. Make sure you share my message. And each person's walks differently, but, but make sure you communicate who saved you. And remember where your help and your hope comes from. Because remind people that there's good news, that there is a forever kingdom, there's a forever home. And there was two voices going on in our lives. One that said, hey, why don't you get further away from the places you were saved from? But God is not oftentimes calling us to get further away. He's calling us to put a freedom flag in the very places of pain and shame and where the enemy had the greatest destruction highlight. God's not going to have the greatest victory highlight. That's what he does. Now, does that mean you have to be in the city and you have, no, no, no. You know what your walk is. You know what your contribution is. This is, don't overcomplicate it. It could be as simple as when you drive a certain part of time, we don't, we don't start, keep talking about it a certain way. We're not in the sauna being like, yo, you know about them kids. (laughs) They lost by 50. (laughs) Like what? Come on, dude. You know? And here's the truth. I've had dumb conversations where I'm talking about that. It's just different. We all have. And even in this place, we can think we're super like woke, like, man, we're, we're about change because we're here and you're here at City Life and that's cool. But, but what about when we start going globally and people that speak other languages and look differently, you know, and, and what about then? Because then maybe our American bias comes out, like straight up, we American, we nationalists now. I knew, I didn't, I didn't think I was racist, but, but, but for sure I'm, um, I might be nationalist, this, this, you know? Side note, you know, like race, it's good to see color. So for anybody in the room, it's like, well, I don't see color. It's like, I hope you do. Because <laughs> if not, let's go to the doctor. We see people and their differences. That's cool. And we celebrate that. And speaking of celebrating, okay, this is where it's at. So take a deep breath. Come on. Like, wow, what are we doing? This is crazy. So glad I came to church today. There's some good news that's going on in Lansing. A lot of good things. So many good things. So many good things going on in East Lansing and Williamston and DeWitt and all of us connected and, you know, Okemos and Mason. We're all connected. Barry, we're in this thing together. It's beautiful. One of which is Below the Stacks, a mural festival that's going to be taking place, all kinds of art. And the leader of the organization is in the building, good friend of ours, and going to be sharing about that. I want you to check this video out before Tyson comes on the stage. Lansing is full of griots. That's all of us. Bet that. We're unfolding all the stories told here below the stacks. We're lacing up like a speed wagon in Rio town. We're vibrant. We're loud. Tuna Tembeya on common ground. Mthani kwa barabara. With a land sing sweetly and in color. Nyumbaya Sauti soul and the superstitions of Stevie Wonder. This is history made in a B-Boys breaks. We're putting on for our city all the pristine and the gritty. Holmes, let's explore Lansing's lore in the corners, in the gaps, in the delis, in the depths. Tuna Jenga, 
calling all the motivators and change makers to paint this canvas with us. We're up and grooving and making our way by foot and wheel and rolling steel, our grinds on full display. We're pushing forward, never back. You're the boom to the bat, the bass line, and the rhythm below the stacks. Tuna Sali Mieleo and Hosmer and Edgewood from sunup to Churchill Downs, Tuna Enda to be in the room. Night owls and early risers, builders, MCs, east and west siders. To you, we say Karebuni, bienvenido, welcome home. Pull up a chair and a microphone. Kwasababu, wewe nirangi, because you are the color. the stacks. Welcome to the stage, Tyson from AOTA, who's leading the Below the Stacks campaign. Hey, this is uh, it's neat because through dialoguing, we were like, man, it's Love the City Week. It seems like a natural fit and talking. And you said, this is happening. And man, how could we just connect? And uh, we wanted to help get the word out. And then I loved it because you had like three wins. Like, here's what a win could be, number one, number two, number three. And it was just so awesome. And it speaks to who you are as a leader because anyone who can uh, mobilize such a beautiful heart and campaign it just it's just a historic time for our city. It's a historic time for the people. And if you could just kind of talk about the heart, you know, I mean, I think people are going to get to see the external. They're going to walk, they're going to drive by it. They're going to selfie that, you know, they're going to hashtag this. But like, what's the core essence of the heart if we were to just cut it open? Yeah. Um, so the core, the core of it all is people, right? So this, this mural festival isn't just art for art's sake. It's not just to have a bunch of pretty walls in our city, although that is a great thing and Come folks on. take advantage of that. But it's about the people that are represented in making these murals and the people who live in Lansing and them having representation in public spaces in our community. It's good. So to say, as our community develops, these are the folks we're accountable to. Mm-hmm. You know, So if you're building in this community, if you're building new business, that's great, cool, we all appreciate that. But also you are accountable to the people in that community to include, inform, lift up, build equity into, <laughs> you know that's what I'm good. saying? So it's bigger than art, for sure. Um, uh, last year, a buddy of mine, Dustin Hunt, with Muromatics and myself, we're both we're all part of AOTA Creative, but me as the founder of All the Above Hip Hop Academy and him as the, coder, as the, as the founder and, and operator of Muromatics, we're like, hey, there's a grant out here through the city, um, 75K, that we can like pitch an idea. And we pitched it. We got the money, yeah. and now it's about to happen. Mm. You know, a couple months later, you know, the community foundation came through with a matching 75K. Mm. So now we have a festival with the art, with Love the it. events, with the whole team that's helping make this stuff happen. Um, and, and we're just really excited to be able to offer this to our city in the way of here's some beautiful art, but here's art that represents you. 
hmm. you know, um, and bringing folks from all over the world to help do that, right? So we have Korean, Nepalese, you know, a, a, a native, Latino, African American, Polish, you know, uh, Panamanian, cool. just folks from all over <laughs> who are coming, who are going to paint and, and contribute to the, the various threads and represent the threads here in our community to celebrate what's below the stash. I, uh, I, what's hit me in, in, we didn't have a script, yeah. um, we yeah. did it different, so if you, I mean, if you got both services, cool, and I'm not sure which one will be online, but uh, maybe, you know, maybe the other one will be online, yeah. and you'll get different things from each one, but the thing that's hitting me is vision, of just yeah. having vision where you're at, yeah. vision for the people of where you're at, and not seeing people as forgotten, but seeing them as priceless and precious because you want their voice to be represented. You want their, uh, them to be validated and seen and, and, and have things that represent them and for others to acknowledge that and be accountable to that. Um, but that, that's, a, that's a fundamental shift to me hearing, hearing, one, knowing how talented you are. You're a phenomenal MC. You've traveled the world, all right? Formerly known as Othello, but Jose Moore, if you want to get his music, like now. And, uh, but friend is Tyson and leader and dad and, and husband and all this to me, it, like this, so it's heroic. But to me, what's even so cool is all the places you went, but to see the pay, people is priceless here because that's how God, I think, is seeing a lot of our settings and a lot of our situations. But we're seeing some else's gig we're seeing somebody else's city and we're missing the beauty that's here that we could take a grant and next thing you know it leads to walls which leads to more creativity that's in this place like I think it's in so many people here that's what I'm thinking about like I think people hear you and they might think oh that's really cool what he's doing I'm like dang what would it look like if we start saying what's really cool what I'm doing (laughs) you know I mean it was a it was a journey even personally to be able to like I'm from Seattle originally moved here in 06 and it was rough. Like, it was like, man, I'm ready to leave. Of course. Like, immediately. Like, let's go back, you know? Um, and, it, and, it, and it wasn't, so the Lord had a different plan, right? The way he kind of structured it. We even left and came back. Yep. And that felt like failure. It's like, man. But, but we started seeing that where you live, and you've always said, you know, you, you bloom where you planted. And that just resonates me in a way to where I'm saying, maybe me being here is not, um, so coincidental or just a matter of circumstance or happenstance, but maybe this is intentional. Mm-hmm. And maybe the reason why we're here is because God has a purpose for you to be to, to either extract, learn from, develop mm-hmm. in that place, or to stick around, contribute, and, 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 and offer up your life in servitude to that space. And so I didn't know what it was, but it started making more sense when we bought a house and lived in the community and met our neighbors and hung out at the deli or hung out at the corner store, the, you know, the QDs and the parks and just started being like... Shout out to QD. Yeah, shout out to QD. And the French onion dip. Shout out to the French onion dip. Yo, 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 this was crazy. Yo, French no, onion dip is, is off the... Like, we're in Philly with Pastor Brad, City Life Philly, our parent church, and Jerome Cyrus. This is how Bloom Where You Planted is. He's, he's going for pound for pound with the kids, and Pastor Brad's saying, why Lansing's the sweetest. And he's like, no, they're like, no, Philly is. And they're going back and forth over here this conversation, and Jerome's like, we got quality dairy, do you? And I said, I said, no. I said, Jerome, I'm like, I'm not sure this is a selling point, but let's say, you know what I'm saying? But I was like, that it was for him, you know, yeah, the man. donuts. Nah, but you start to, you start to appreciate <laughs> and got- value where you're at and what you have here, man. I think that's a beautiful thing. I think that's in, that's in honor and, uh, in reverence 
to yeah. the fact that God knows more about the bigger picture than you do. You know, and when you stop fighting that thing and you just accept the fact that, yo, he's, so I'm a part of something bigger than me. I might not understand it, but I'm okay. So use me. That's so You know, good. put me to work. I'm here. Put me in coach. I got use some buckets me. in me, you know, that that's type so of good. thing. So yeah, man, that's, that's the heart of this though, you know? Put me in coach. Yeah, that's so good. You do have good defense. He, he can man, I'm fast. He can but I'm you are old. very fast. I want to pull up some of the details. You are fast. We want to pull up the details so you guys you can go see all this at belowthestacks.com. Um, so go to, go to the website. You can, I think, even register, right? Yeah. In fact, we encourage you to register. So part of these grants, you know, and if you have people coming in from Kalamazoo, Flint, you yep. know, Pontiac, wherever they're coming from, send them to the website and make sure they register because that's how we're that? able to keep register. funding. Register. Register. So belowthestacks.com, there's a button there. You click register, ask for your name and your zip code. That just helps us. This is going to be an annual thing. Come so on. we're thinking every year we'll be able to paint more and more walls, celebrate more and more communities. Hopefully as the years go on, as we make our investment properly, we lean a little bit less on outsiders to paint and more on the inside of folks who are here that's to great. do these large, high-quality, humongous murals. But that's <laughs> it, man. We just want to keep it going and activate more spaces. You know beautiful. what I mean? Beautiful. Um, so, yeah, on the 15th, we're collaborating with uh, Art Attack. It'll be a big celebration right there at the Cadillac Room parking lot. A lot of what we're doing is going to be centralized there in Realtown. So that whole week, you can stop by any point in the day between 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. You'll be able to see murals happen on that big wall there. Um, you'll get information. We could tell you about other staff, uh, the other locations on the city where you can see on the map, primarily up and down Washington, but, you know, kind of to the, to, the, to the east and west of it a little bit as well. Um, but yeah, that whole week stuff is going on. So we're going to have some artist talks at Reach Art Studios on the, uh, our Studio Art Center on the 18th where you can meet the artists and hear their creative processes. Um, we're going to do a pop-up with the Broad Art Museum on uh, that Thursday, which is the 19th. And also we'll have a bike tour. So those who are like, like to hit the trails on, the, on the, whatever kind of bike you're riding, you know, you could do it that day. It'll be led by one of the homies. Uh, real block party with um, tall black guy there at that same parking lot. Um, that's going to be a Friday night, all ages. Which Everything is the best is name ever. Tall you know, black every, guy. Yeah, he's exactly that. He's it's awesome. tall and black and a guy. <laughs> I mean, people and heard that. I know, I, I know so many people heard that. And they're like, wait, what do you say? That's his name. <laughs> but good. he's dope. So that's anyway, good. we're going to do DJs. We're going to vibe. There'll be food trucks. It'll be a good time. So we'll be able to party, hang out, and it's all ages, and it's all fun. Uh, then we're doing our big unveiling at the uh, Avenue Cafe. Um, that's all ages up until 10 o'clock because that's kind of the of that's the exchange to say we can make it all ages. We're because we're always like pushing for that. We want our babies to come and see yes. what the culture's about, to come and Thank see and experience good that. art. Good. But they're like, yeah, till 10. I understand. Then, you know, you gotta go. But nonetheless, yeah, bunch of stuff happening. We're just excited about celebrating the city, man, mm. and, and doing something, something for the city. You know? So, again, belowthestacks.com. Uh, as we wrap this up today, you know, what I'm thinking about is how Jesus followers view even art or their job and everything. For so long, we have separated We've even separated as people. We've separated class. Uh, but we've separated in our minds and hearts what's sacred, what's secular, what we can be a part of, what we can't. And we have this long list of what we can't do instead of this bit, really long list of what we have in common and what we can do, which uh, the can-do list is very, very big. Like there, 
is a canvas that's blank and go, and it's our playground and look to take dominion. And in Genesis, how when God created the earth and, and saw it as good and said it was good, some of the language that's written in the book of Genesis, it, it's written from an artistic perspective. So when that the reader and even the person observing would see creation, they would first say, whoa, this is beautiful. Praise God. In our fundamental controlling minds, we want to do the opposite. Praise God to make sure I don't worship this first and this is created. And I must acknowledge first that it's created, right? Or I'm going to potentially worship it. And there is a danger to worship our things. But we're called to rule over it. But we are also supposed to just be in awe. And we can simply say, this is just beautiful. That means does, does uh, everything that's displayed need to be like in Jesus' name in the corner? <laughs> you know? No, there's common grace. You can, you, you, I'm grateful that there's, there's, there's dentists and there's doctors that know their craft, that reflect the creativity and, and the scientific nature of God. And they don't have to be giving me a Bible while they're operating and be reading scripture over me. But we, we're, we're, a lot of times it's on fear and, and, and God wants to free us, I believe. And I think this is just another amazing thing that God's doing in this city to rewrite the story that he wants, that we get to be a part of what he's doing for our kids and for our kids' kids, that we're just, we're just scratching the surface. And our worldview is one that whether we're painting or whether there's destruction, we have hope because remember Revelation 21? Behold, I'm making all things new. He's coming back with a new city and he's gonna wipe away every tear. No more sickness, no more pain. And so today, if you're here and you're like, in with Jesus already? Cool, what a high hope. And if you're not in with Jesus already, it's super simple. And we all found him the same way. We're broken, dead in sin. We can never be made right. But he doesn't wanna condemn us. He wants to free us. And if anyone puts their faith in the son, they will be set free and forgiven if we just repent. And they're made brand new, better than any mural. And now they're created on purpose to do murals, do all kinds of things to the glory of God. And so all things show the beauty of who God is. And they can be distorted. They can be perverted for sure. But I think we talk about the devil way too much. And I'm over a little bit on time, but I want to uh, illustrate another point. Like we're in prayer yesterday and in prayer circles. Uh, sometimes when we start talking about the devil, rebuking the devil, everybody gets loud and excited. <laughs> I've done this many times, like, you know, devil, you can't have our kids, like, no addiction, you know, devil, get your hands off, you know, blah, 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 and we're all like, yeah, in Jesus' name, and then, and then before that, though, I was saying, man, God, you're great, you're good, and everyone's just like this, he's great, he's good, devil, you're right, devil, devil, and we just, and my favorite prayer service I ever sat in, though, was one that they said, we're so sick of talking about the devil, we're just going to turn on the lights, and we're going to worship God. We're not going to talk about the darkness anymore. We're going to talk about all the good things that's happening. So we're giving a bad report too much, and that reflects our God. Our God is good and big and awesome and holy and forgiving and redeeming and restoring. Therefore, we can fix a deck in Jesus' name, and we can come back, and it could still be kind of warped. But we're still doing it to the glory of God. It's a rhythm. It's a lifestyle. And Romans 8 illustrates this. As we're closing, I want to pray. But I want Tyson to pray for us as well. It says, and we know that those who love God, all things work together for? Good. For those who are called according to his purpose. 
And lastly, leave us with the thought, how we see is more important than what we see. How we see is more important than what we see. What I'm not saying is what we see isn't important. But I think how we see it so that we're not talking about a situation in a way that could be harmful to somebody. We're asking more questions and we're understanding the culture. And even when we say things like, and people have said this many times, and like, I hate rap music. And I, I get that, and I kind of, I'm not country, you know, so like, I get it. No offense, but here's the point for both of us. Is that tied to a person, or is that really tied to our music genre? I think sometimes our genres are tied to a person. And so when we say we hate something, if somebody else likes it, I think we should be just a little, little slower, you know, um, because somebody else is loving that. And I've been schooled on this many times, many times, many times. Like, this comes out of a deep well of being convicted, you guys. This isn't something that's natural. So just so you don't think we got this thing figured out, we're learning. God's building a plane while we fly it. Uh, Tyson, if you would close us in prayer, and the reason I'm asking you to close in prayer is because, to me, everyone's going to get to see what you're doing, and they're going to get to hear $150, you know, big checks and stuff. I even made a joke with you, like, yo, I see you on Insta, and you're holding these big checks, you know, and, uh, which is awesome, but how I think of you as a leader, I think of you as a follower of Jesus, I think of you as a dad, I think of you as somebody who's been fighting for conversations like this way beyond... Um, anything that has to do with shipping a product or some cool event. And at the end of the day, that's what I appreciate most is the leadership presence you carry and the, just the, the, the narrative in the story and how you're being used by God for all of us and it's an inspiration. So if you would just pray for us, man, I think something's on you and I would, we would just love to soak that up. God, we thank you for um, this space we thank you for a time such as this, God, where we can, where we can meet. Um, there's no guards at the doors. There's no, huh. there's, there's not a whole lot of a, you know, opposition for us to gather, um, to celebrate, to worship, to to congregate, God. We know there's power in numbers, um, and and that's a tool you use for your kingdom, God. We thank you for creativity. <clears throat> we thank you for. Um, passion and love, the arts. We thank you for all those things. Those are great gifts, God. But most importantly, we thank you for accountability. We thank you for the gift of accountability that's hard and it stretches us and it makes us have to reevaluate what we think and believe and our biases and everything, our, our, our own selfish desires. When we say we are accountable to you, to our community, to our kids, it changes everything. It changes how we go about living our lives. It changes the decisions we make, God, and we thank you for that because you, you refine us through the process of accountability where we can be open and transparent and say, you know, I, I, it's not about me. It's not about what I'm doing. It's about who I'm doing this for, and we thank you for that. We thank you that, um, that this is a church that's accountable to first and foremost you, but also has taken on the burden and the honor of being accountable to this community and to not just talk about your love, but to show your love and to demonstrate your love and to sacrifice for your love so that folks would know that you are real and that your love is, uh, they say that they'll know us by your love. And they show that in such a real and meaningful way, God. And I'm so thankful for City Life. Thank you for the leadership here, the teams that help make this whole thing run and the people who, who have found a home here and how they've been activated to love this city in a way that only you can. In Jesus' name, amen.
Brother, I would love to pray for you before. We'd love to pray for Tyson, all the work that God has him doing before we close. Jesus, thank you so much for Tyson, his family. We pray right now that you'll root his marriage more and more than ever. You'll root his children and his family more and more than ever. God, no matter what storm, no matter what comes, no matter what faces, God, that you've put deep roots down in you that they will like bloom. Their best fruit will always come from wherever they're at and they're always gonna be investing in people and multiplying. And I pray that every seed they plant, every uh, tree they water in the name of Jesus continues to grow, God, by, by your grace. And, and it's you that has to make it grow. And so we pray and we ask for uh, your growth God, as you see fit, your will to be done more and more, to open up more doors, God, that they'll continue to remember connection um, is, is even as economic things will be booming and businesses and there'll be a voice for connection, not separation, a voice for people, a voice for accountability. And you'll give them favor with officials more and more and, and favor uh, with you, God. And I pray that in that sweet spot of tension, God, that what side are you on and that you help him navigate to be on your side, but in a way that's progressive and futuristic until you make all things new. In Jesus Christ's name, we bless him right now. Amen. Well, friends, we don't have a cool closing other than we love you. And so grateful you came to church today. We'll see you next weekend. And uh, we'll be here at 10 a.m. and 1130. You belong here. Thanks for listening to the City Life Lansing podcast. Loving you and loving the city one life at a time. For more information, messages, and to partner financially, go to citylifelansing.com. You belong here.